Yo, what's up? Is in the chat. Hi. Hi. Uh, how's it going? Uh, I have a question for you, real quick. Okay. I don't have well, all the answers, but well, I'll try. <laughs> you not you like game shows, so you might. I like uh, some game shows, yeah. <laughs> so, um, there. Oh God, the theme song. I'm trying to think of the what like the name of this theme song is, and it's like do 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 you know? Do you know that? <laughs> no. Not off the top of my head, no. <laughs> Shit! I, I don't either, either, and it's driving me crazy. Like, I can picture, like, the set kind of. Well, I mean, I guess, like, all game show sets, like, are similar. Like, a lot of bright lights. It's not like Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, like, really modern looking. Like, I feel like it has, like, some yellows and blues and greens. Actually. Yeah, and then, like, I mean, it'll, I can hear, like, and your uh, announcer is, or your host today is. It's a dee 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 Okay. And I don't nice. even know like how to Google that. <laughs> like I could have just Google do 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 Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I guess you could like Shazam it or something, right? <laughs> you just sing it to your phone. Is Shazam still an app? Is that still a thing? Yeah, there's a show called Beat Shazam, a game show. Oh, isn't doesn't Jamie <laughs> Foxx like host that? Yeah, but there's also another game show on the same channel called Name That Tune, which is basically the same thing, and it's hosted by Wayne Brady. Uh, so okay, so I was actually like uh, upstairs the other day, which makes it just sound like I'm at, like live in the basement. But I was actually <laughs> upstairs one of the uh, one of these last few days, and it was like 2 p.m. and like there was a Pictionary. It was just called Pictionary, and it was like a game <laughs> show. And I don't know who the host was. I like that was actually someone I didn't know, but like it was had like a bunch of famous people on it playing it. But it was oh. like 2 p.m. and That's I don't awesome. know. Yeah, I mean, game shows are. I I actually do enjoy a game show. Yeah, I, like I was actually uh, cracking up this week because uh, on Jeopardy, <laughs> the past, like, uh, well, what day is it today? It's t it's Tuesday today, so it would have been last week. I don't know if he's on. He'll, I guess if he is, he'll be on in an hour. Anyway, uh, there was that gambling man, like, a couple years ago, James Howitzer. He won, like, a gajillion dollars really, is really that fast. Is the one guy who was, like, the Jeopardy star who, like... Like, there's been a few Jeopardy stars, right? Well, like, there's, he's, like, the most recent one. Is Yes. Yeah, he has he's his like own game show now. I saw he, that. He is on a game show. So, is this all going to be in the podcast? Because yeah. I can go, I can riff No, right yeah, now. go, keep going. <laughs> okay. It's, so, it's in our realm of things we talk about on this podcast. It's a game TV shows. show, makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> so, flashback, X amount of years ago, I have no idea. Our Ooh. first... Yeah. <laughs> Our first of the few prodigal sons of Jeopardy, Ken Jennings, kicks the door in on fucking Jeopardy and yeah. just kind of like dominates the scene for months on end and, and used mnemonic techniques to win like millions of dollars over time. Um, yeah. Years later, this other dude, Brad, something, I don't know. He shows up, does a cool thing, makes a lot of money. I don't really know too much about him. Just a, just a smart dude. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Flash forward to James Howitzer, who is like, he explained on the show that he like hung out with his aunt a lot, and they went to operas. So like that's how he got a lot of like the cultural uh, yes, stuff opera. was from. Where I learned yeah. all my trivia facts. She she was a very uh, cultured individual, Educated, I suppose. Yes. So yeah. uh, she got him in that realm. But then like as he grew up, 
he moved to Vegas and like became like an analyst for casinos or something, some kind of gambling genius. Right. Yeah. And he just kind of like figured out the game. Right. So it's like you, you go for the big questions first and you seek out the daily. I, think, I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I also and- kind of like wish his story was like, he went to like Vegas and like, was like, slowly bankrupting all the casinos and he gets like taken back to like a, the money. yeah he gets like taken to the back room to, like break his knees and now he's like i has to work for the casino like w-. i guess i'll go on jeopardy now yeah <laughs> gotta make this money back uh so he made like a lot of money really fast with this like astounding strategy that no one had really used before this high risk high reward strategy yeah um the the, the big trick being is to your first daily double basically you make it a true daily double every time okay um so you're you're coming out of the first round with like 10 grand no matter what and so those three guys brad ken jennings and james howitzer are now on this show called the chase yes which is, was, yes okay i saw i saw this yeah. other day because it looked that that show is kind of intimidating. Like the person who's mm-hmm. playing the game is like on like normal level, and then like the person who is like the genius <laughs> is like on a like sitting on top of a pyramid, looking down at them. Mm-hmm. I did They're see just that lording constantly, and they talk yeah. a bunch of shit. They yeah. they just like rag on the people constantly. But uh, that's a kind of cool game too. You know, you just like build up a bank of money, and then you try to make it away from the person that's chasing you and if you get a question wrong they catch up and if you get a question right and they get a question right you move at the same pace try to like collect your bank anyway um so they're on that show together now because of their jeopardy fame that they've sort of like taken on and now as of this week i'm just like cracking up watching this dude i guess it was last week who's doing the same exact strategy except he's just like the the perfect combination of james howitzer and ken jennings so he's super smart, and he's doing this like high risk, high reward, yeah, payoff. So he made like almost two hundred fifty thousand dollars in a week, his first week on the show last week. Yeah, and uh, um, that's that's a big, big number. And Jeopardy's matching right now, like daily damn. winnings. Is Levar Burton still hosting it right now? Levar Burton was the host last week. That was part of why I wanted to talk about this and why <laughs> yeah. it was so funny. Because like the whole week, I was just like, "Fucking Levar, Levar rules. stay forever." Like yeah, he rules. you are my go-to guy. Like I, I really hope that he, uh, you know gets the mantle me too i don't even like watch jeopardy that often but lavar burton is just like a cool dude yeah he did a good job i thought and didn't aaron Rodgers also host it aaron Rodgers hosted it anderson cooper hosted it um that one lady from that news station did it they're really just pulling everyone yeah we're gonna host it little did you guys all know next week (laughs) we and shane are hosting jeopardy yeah i actually just emailed them back so see you next week at seven o'clock eastern central time it's the first ever duo jeopardy host it's gonna be crazy (laughs) it's gonna be a banger (laughs) um but yeah anyway go ahead with the real introduction yeah hi hi everyone Actually, there is, there is one other thing I want to talk about. Did it on oh, the game show? Didn't someone just like get like the lowest score ever on Jeopardy? I almost put that news article in our like show notes. Um, I but I did I talk a good game. Like I watch it all the time, but I don't. I think someone um, like ended up with like, like once last week minus fourteen thousand dollars or something. Like, That's fucking crazy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> that's nuts. The one guy that was on there last week when I was watching was doing pretty bad, but not that bad. I think he, I don't think he made it into Final Jeopardy, and um, he had like negative seven hundred or something like that. It wasn't that bad? Let me see. I I have to find this now because it was some crazy number. I've never actually seen someone go this low. That's nuts. Yeah. Um. Uh, but hi everyone. Um. Uh, wait. Well, yes, what, what, what were you, what were you gonna do before? We oh, started the I'm show. drinking this Pepsi Cola, but nice. not for sponsorship purposes, more for comedic purposes. This bottle is really funny. It's oh, so tiny. It? Okay. Um, it looks like someone uh just like cut out the center of a of like a twenty ounce Pepsi bottle, okay. and then and then glued the bottom to the top. <laughs> this is just super small. Nice. Is it like uh, a specialty cool one? Does it have like some cool like promotion? No. No, side. I think it's for like kids' lunch boxes or something. Probably <laughs> it's like you know, nice twelve ounces. So it could have just been in a can, but it's in a bottle. Hmm. Okay. All right. I, all right. I found. I found this. I found this. Um. Uh. Condolences to the new record holder for worst day ever on Jeopardy, Patrick Pierce. Uh, he had a oh. minus seven thousand dollars. He ended. On. Do you actually have Dang. to pay Jeopardy the money if you lose? <laughs> I don't think so. Okay, that'd be kind but of I mean, nuts. Maybe. <laughs> that'd be kind of nuts. <laughs> I don't know. You go on Jeopardy, um, you lose a lot, and you actually owe Jeopardy like ten thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they can afford to pay the winnings all the time. They're just constantly getting paid by the. They, uh, they always bring in one person who loses a lot, and that someone keeps the lights on. Oh, I should introduce the podcast now. Hey, everyone. Yeah. Uh, welcome Hi. to Ruining Movies. Hi. Uh, this is the podcast that is live on Twitch TV at 6 p.m. Eastern on Tuesdays. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Zach. Across the internet, across time and space is our other host, Shane. I actually Hi. introduced our, both of us this time instead of forgetting to tell the view, listener and viewer who we actually are. Not um, before you, 20 minutes of game show talk. Uh, it's only been 13. Uh, <laughs> Uh, if you are new to Ruining Movies, uh, this is a podcast where we discuss the movie of the week. This week we are discussing Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, and then with the help of you wonderful audience, we have to remake that movie either as a prequel, sequel, or remake, and we also have to rewrite that movie in the genre of your choice. All these are can be voted on in polls in our Discord, which you can find on my Twitch channel, and I think Shane, your Twitch channel, and yeah. Yes. That's the whole concept. That's the whole bit. But before we start discussing uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, their bogus, bodacious adventure, uh, let's talk about what we've been watching and the news, because there's been a lot of news. We didn't record last week, so uh, stuff has been happening. So, chat, Shane, uh, what you guys, have, what have you guys been watching? Well, Netflix bestowed upon me, uh, in all of its glory, season 10 of The Walking Dead, have you, you, um, are you like completely caught up with the wa Walking Dead? I almost said the Watching Dead. The Watching I am Dead. now. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, so the new season starts this month. Okay. And I'm not gonna watch it when it airs, but you know, next year when the new season airs or whatever, I'll watch yeah. it on Netflix or something. That's what I've been doing for the past like four or five seasons. Um, but for the first time ever, I am uh, more caught up in the show than I am in the graphic novels. Which sucks, because I've had Damn. the fucking fourth graphic novel on my bookshelf, or like compendium, I should say, Yeah, yeah. For, for a while. I just haven't gotten around to uh, reading it. And the show came on, and I was like, ah, fuck it. And I, I just grinded it out, and uh, it was a fucking long season. Yeah. And uh, 
I tell you what, man, this this show will never be what uh, the graphic novel is. <laughs> right. No, barely. There's rarely any uh, shows or movies that do match the source right. material. I'll say that up front, everyone. Everyone who says book is better than movie, most of the time you're right. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, w- I would say, like, nine to nine and a half times out of ten, like, that is an accurate statement. Yeah. I think there's a few exceptions. There usually yeah. is to there, most yeah. things like that. I'd say, like, um, The Shining is one of them. Um, sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's like, I really liked the graphic novel. The The okay. show is okay, I guess. And yeah, that's, that's what I was going to ask. How are the newer seasons? I think I've watched... The last season I truly, like, actually watched all the way through was the one, one where they were at the barn, which was, like, what, season three? That's second season, and second it, honestly, season. it's probably the worst season, in my opinion, to watch oh, really? all the way through, at least. So, okay, so the first season was really fucking good. Yeah. Uh-oh. Uh, he just left the Discord, everyone. Is he still streaming? <laughs> he got sniped. Oh, uh, let's see. Is his stream still up? Did I leave the Discord? I don't know how that happened. <laughs> I know, you like said, now let me tell you, and then you just disappeared, and then I saw you were still talking on your stream. <laughs> so that was the hell? Did I go to the AFK room or did I just You just were gone, you just poofed, disappeared. <laughs> you were, I think the last thing you said was like uh season two is the last like the worst season to watch all the way through, and then you just were gone. You just dropped I the heard mic. you say, Oh really? And I was just like, Let me lay it out for you. Yeah, and then you just <laughs> left. <laughs> My- mic drop, gone. <laughs> so we'll we'll roll it back. Yeah. Season two of The Walking Dead, in my opinion. Worst season. There was like okay, huge staffing changes between season one and Steve- season two. I don't know yeah. the specifics if it was writers, directors, or what, but there was just like giant staffing changes that occurred, and uh, you could really tell. So se- season one was like six episodes. Yeah. Season two was like twenty something episodes, and they were all in this fucking barn. And right, uh, yeah, I remember that. Or not, not the barn, but on the farm. Where right, the, the barn was, where was the missing daughter? Ooh, yes, that yeah. was like the whole story. And, yeah. and uh, they constantly like implant these super Hollywood stories like Rick and his wife and his BFF Shane. The love triangle, name. I do remember that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that consumed. And Carl! 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 Carl. Uh, so the whole first season that was like a thing that was floating yeah. in the air and it wasn't that big of a deal no, no um, i don't think so i think the season i think season one was pretty good season one i think is a standout it's like yeah. one of their best seasons they even Definitely. released a black and white edition that from what i understand was oh, really cool. cool yeah um so then season two that love triangle was just like a huge part of like 90 percent of the story and it ended with him killing his buddy that dude was right, dead yeah. in like the first four issues of the of the graphic novel. That shit okay, was yeah. lightning quick. He, yeah. he was gone in no time. So that was just like a huge, elongated, nonsensical Hollywood ass 
Yeah, you know, just pull. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, and that I don't know. That season was just super drawn out and boring, and they could have just. The thing is, when you're trying to fill the gaps between. Yeah, you have to have those filler episodes. Yeah. You know, you're like looking at a graphic novel, and you're like, okay, well, they're on this barn for like four pages or something. Like, I need to fill in those gaps between those pages. So on that sense, like, I can understand why you have to, like, spend more time on the farm. I don't think you had to spend a whole season on it, though. Jeez. Um, in terms no. of, like, the later seasons, I think, like, it's cool. They're doing some cool things. There's some good things going on. I really liked some of the later stuff in the graphic novels. So, like, I kind of knew where things were headed. With yeah, like Negan yeah, yeah. and like these these antagonists that they're encountering. Yeah, Negan like, is pretty cool. I've I've seen clips of Negan and stuff, and he's, and he's really cool. Or Tekken. I maybe something I think like he's that. In Tekken. Uh, he was really cool in the graphic novel, and he's really cool in the show. So, yeah. and I really like Jeffrey Dean Morgan. So it, it all kind of like it's nice. It, it's a cool yeah. addition to the show. But Definitely. again, they constantly implant this like goofy shit sometimes there is a ton of filler episodes it's it's funny i find myself thinking about how you said that uh you almost don't even care about the main story of supernatural you're more interested in the filler episodes at this point i wish they would just be rid of the filler episodes in the walking dead because there's like two stories that i really care about that's that's the thing like if you're going to do more like monster of the week shows like exiles uh buffy supernatural like monster of the weeks definitely do the, more of those episodes but like if you are doing something like the walking dead that is following like a narrative or a graphic novel mm-hmm. or something like yeah the filler episodes just kind of feel like eh. yeah and the thing about the walking dead is it's never a full episode it's just like scenes or things and yeah. there's a there i had to watch a youtube video about like the timeline because there's oh, is it all some wonky? fucking insane times time skips in season 10 and season 9 and stuff it's wild and let me tell you if yeah if ending lay it out, lay it, like, <laughs> tell me about it <laughs> if if ending an episode at the most crucial point is the way to keep an audience gravitated to a show yeah. the walking dead has that shit locked down like oh, every really? time an episode ends, it's like is it super fucking dramatic? time for the most exciting stuff, and it just like yeah, cuts off. yeah. <laughs> You're like wait a second, yep. this is exactly why I gave up watching like on a weekly basis, and that was probably in like season three or four. I was like, man, fuck this. Yeah, like, I'm gonna find a way to watch this elsewhere, and that's exactly what I did. Netflix, I guess, has a thing. They've had it for a few years now. Uh, Walking Dead seems to release in like the fall, and then okay the spring so netflix usually just drops the whole previous season the the end of the summer before the fall of the next season's beginning okay i yeah i think i feel like uh shows like the walking dead and stuff that are kind of more like shows made for broadcasts that are like really relying heavily on the like super exciting thing happening at the end of the episode those are really just binge worthy shows like i'm all for like weekly releases but when your show is just kind of doing that whole drama bait thing just let me binge it all yeah always and like that's that i'm I'm fine with that as long as i'm able to do that i mean it's i guess they're at a good point in the show now specifically because like for me 
uh, in particular, because the last time I did a catch up, I caught up on like season eight and nine. So this time they left season 10 off in like, in like a pretty good spot to where I'm not like, Oh, like what's going to happen? Like, I I just can't wait. I have to watch. Right. You know, I can wait however fucking long till it's on netflix definitely I'll check it out then like i'm in no definitely hurry. yeah and that's i'm kind of glad that i'm watching supernatural now and not when it was on a uh, tv <laughs> because i like i think i would have lost interest long ago yeah um, at this before... point i'm going to yep. blast my way through this graphic novel because from what i understand the compendium that i have is where it ends okay so for anybody out there who's curious, to my understanding, which as usual in most contexts is pretty limited, there's four full Walking Dead compendiums, and that's it. Yeah, um, I don't. I think you're right too. I don't know. I, I'm not sure. Fact check me. Hit me in the Discord. Hit yeah. me in the face. Whatever. Yell at us on YouTube. Um, <laughs> uh, and there was uh, other stuff that I watched. Oh yeah, I, on the note of Netflix. Uh, providing me with a plethora of goods yeah. as of last night i have officially made it to the point of being able to watch fear street 1666 nice so you watched uh, part one and part two what are your thoughts i have i have been really enjoying it it's, right it's fun it's 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 campy goofy murderous and really self-aware so it's yep, like definitely it's, it's everything a slasher it's, should it's be great yeah i mean like when a when a slasher flick knows it's a slasher flick, it it's yeah. it's kind of gratifying because like, okay, in the first one, I wasn't totally sure like the level of where it was gonna go. And then the you bread know, scene had the bread bread slicer scene happened. Yes, exactly that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, throughout like this, well, Dude, actually, was it him first? I guess I guess it I guess it was her first. That was very brutal. Yeah. Um, for anyone, uh, spoilers. Uh, for anyone who's seen part one, that uh, like one of the kills is done with like one of those automatic bread slicers at the grocery store, and it's mm-hmm. brutal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She got uh messed up. Yeah. Felt bad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was the thing. Like in the beginning of this, it's like here's a group of rowdy teens. You know? Right. Like this this could be anything. You know, yeah. are they even gonna say a swear word? Is there gonna be blood? And then, like, it started to ramp up a little bit, and I was like, okay, this is pretty cool. They're doing drugs and having sex. This is cool. Yeah, drug yeah. sex. This is good. Rock um, and roll. Uh, well, okay, that's <laughs> the one thing about uh, part one that I didn't like is like they changed between a '90s song like every 45 seconds. It's like true. I get it. '90s music rules. <laughs> You're really trying to set the atmosphere. Yeah, here. but chill a bit. <laughs> Yeah, they did not do that in the second part as much. No. Um, so as I'm like watching it, it's like getting gradually more and more like intense. You're figuring out what's yeah. going on, and then like a couple people died, and I was like, that wasn't like super brutal. I've right. seen like, um, I, I hesitate to even call them like teen horror shows. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's some yeah. like Netflix stuff that's yeah, yeah, a little bit more like based towards the younger people's. But well, like it's kind C, of like C, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say like CW shows, but like yeah, Netflix has some yeah. uh, like horror shows too that are like I think it's like um, the Babysitter or something. Also, is kind of like in that line. Yeah, I didn't see that, but like I, my mind went to like Sabrina. Right? Okay, like the yeah, Sabrina yeah. remake is like it's kind of geared towards not necessarily like a younger audience, but like but it's kinda. like Dark Sabrina, yeah, yeah, and it's uh, 
that that got like kind of gory so i was like all right maybe that's like where they'll draw the line or whatever and then by the end i was like oh shit okay there's yeah. no line got it nope yeah cool. they really go they go they go for it which made me really happy <laughs> yeah i like that yeah and and they really kind of so obviously like i said i knew that i was watching a slasher movie because the yeah. slasher movie told me so like a couple <laughs> times right it like literally the beginning <laughs> of part one is like an homage to like drew barrymore in a. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scream! I almost just called it Ghost in Scream. Yeah, like, oh man! <laughs> we're can you imagine go- we're Patrick Ghost shirt, and Drew Barrymore? <laughs> She'd be like twelve. Ew! Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. All right, let's go for it. Anyway, so this uh, well, what the fuck was I saying? Uh, so oh, a slasher being knowing it's slasher a slasher. Being a slasher. Yeah, yeah. I uh, made that classic viewer mistake of being like, "Oh, these characters are kind of cool." Like I, <laughs> nope. I tried to not were, like. But yeah. I tried to not get too attached, and I didn't really. I wasn't yeah. like overly like distraught when they died, but I was caught off guard. Like I kind of right. thought for sure that uh, that like Valid Victorian was gonna, and then she got caked and yep. sliced. Yep. Like cake. Yep. Anyway, so moving on. Part two, I thought was uh, a lot of fun as well. It was a um, gore fest. Yeah, it was. They murdered and, children. I did not think they were going to murder children. Yeah, they did. Nobody was safe. And, yeah. you know, I don't know how much I really want to say on the topic, but I guess I can say this. Mm-hmm. I'm an equal opportunity viewer, right? Yeah, yeah. When it, when it comes to slasher flicks and horror movies, you know, everybody's a target. Yes, absolutely. So I can appreciate it when a movie does that. And, no, absolutely. I'm cool. Uh, they did it tactfully. It's not like they were, killed, which is a weird yeah. thing to say on a podcast. But like, yeah, yeah if you're going to go for it, it's a, it's a. I mean, like, um, uh, sleepaway camp. Um, I mean, I guess Friday the Thirteenth. Those were technically teenagers, but they were probably like sixteen. They got got. Yeah. Um. And it's not like they did it tactfully. Most of yeah. it was like it was you know, off like, screen. And, yeah, definitely. Um, but I, I thought it, it was really cool. I really like what they're doing with the story. Um, yeah. I can't tell if I like or hate the fact that immediately after the to be continued part, it's like, look at the next movie. Yeah, and then I'm like, okay, I will. And I watch <laughs> it. And now I'm just like, oh, okay, yeah, that's, that's a cool idea. Can't wait yeah. to watch it. Can't yeah. wait till I have two hours to spare. I'll just be sitting on the edge of my seat till then, I guess. Definitely. But yeah, um, I'm excited to check it out. It was a fun ride. It was exciting, and uh, yeah, it was everything yeah. I wanted it to be. I don't like. I didn't expect it to be great or like amazing, but it was pretty good. It, it was fun. Yeah, it's got a cool story, and uh, mm-hmm. I like pretty good too. I like that it's kind of like outside of the box. I can yeah. also like that it was a three part movie released in three weeks. Yeah, again, we talked about this last episode. How originally it was supposed to be like released like in theaters, like a month apart, each mm-hmm. like. That would have been, I would have, I don't know if I would have been as excited, excited yeah, or like yeah. gone and seen all three. Um, I will say I checked the dates, um, did a little bit of quick maths, uh, yeah. huge missed opportunity for this movie to be lining up the dates in the movie with the release dates. Like yeah. they were only off by a few days. I mean, they should have done this release in October. But I don't disagree. Like that would have been cool too. But, but I remember not. It's like a good summer. Slashers are like weirdly like. Well, I guess they're not that weirdly like summer movies, but they usually are. 
makes me think of like a Stranger Things or something. They usually drop in the summertime, and it's yeah. kind of like, oh, cool, something a little different this summer. Yeah. Um, Halloween in July. Yeah. But uh, there was one of the specific dates was like July 12th. I was like, I immediately looked at my calendar, and right. I noted when the movies were coming out, and I was like, damn, you guys kind of missed that. By like, damn. By like two days. <laughs> You're right. I didn't think about that. Damn. Oh, well. Um, those were, I think, the, pretty much the heavy hitters over the last couple weeks. I mean, okay. The Walking Dead was kind of a grind, not going to lie. Yeah, I bet. Uh, it's like 24 episodes, I think. Yeah. That's a lot, like a lot of zombies. Anywhere, yeah, anywhere between like 39 minutes and 59 minutes a piece. So just kind of like nice, nice. made my way through that. To be fair, though, it it wasn't like a totally attentive experience all the time. Like, Right. It's not a totally action-packed thrill ride for every scene. There's a lot of parts where I'm just like, uh, I just want this to be done. There was a whole episode where I was just like, I'm stopping this right now. I don't want to watch this anymore. And then yeah. uh, I came back to it later and finished nice. it. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, I always like having those types of shows just, like, to throw on. Um, mm-hmm. That you can, like, stop like stop and go if you want. You can, like, be half paying attention. It's always good to have, like, one of those shows going. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Um, so Your turn. I, yeah, I was going to say, yours was much more exciting than what I've been watching because I actually didn't have power for, like, almost a week. I never. So, so I didn't actually get to watch too much um, because I was at a place that didn't have that good of internet, so I couldn't really stream anything, and all the DVDs uh, were westerns, and I didn't really want to watch <laughs> westerns. Um, but I did watch uh, the the whole Bill and Ted uh, trilogy, uh, so that's uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, which we're going to talk about in a bit, uh, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, and Bill and Ted Face the Music. And uh, I've seen Bogus Journey before. I always like that. I know a lot of people don't like that one, but uh, I still love it. And uh, Face the Music was pretty damn good. That was the one that came out uh, this year, yeah, uh, a couple yeah. months ago. Uh, it, it was kind of strange seeing uh, older Keanu uh, play Ted again. But, uh, <laughs> Especially after going on three movies worth of murder sprees. Yeah, being like John Wick and being in the <laughs> Matrix and stuff and just all those sh- movies but uh two trilogies of murder sprees yeah exactly <laughs> um but i thought it was really good uh i i really we'll talk when we talk about this movie i'll talk about it more but i really can't think of like a more wholesome trilogy to watch than the bill and ted trilogy so that was a good i i'm, I'm glad i was we'll finally watch the third one um i've been watching more supernatural I actually am we'll taking, get there like, one day. Yeah, I'm kind of <laughs> taking a break right now. I'm like season nine. I'm like, all right, I'm going to like not watch it for a week because I still have like six more seasons. Um, and I've been like watching like internet TV. So are you familiar with uh, Dropout TV? I know the name, but like I couldn't really tell you anything about you pro- it. I've I, heard of it. You know College Humor? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so College Humor, I think Dropout is like Dropout TV is their service or something it's like something you can another subscription service but i mean i don't feel bad giving them money because they're like an independent thing doing their own stuff um and they have game shows and stuff called uh one is called um actually which is a really funny it's a game show where uh one person reads a nerdy fact like the host reads a nerdy fact and then uh the three people playing have to buzz in and say um actually and say the incorrect what what's the incorrect statement in this 
sentence and it's a <laughs> really fun um it has a lot like a really good cast it's really funny uh okay. there's a lot of episodes on youtube i actually recommend checking it out i'm um, actually it's really okay. funny uh there's also another game show called a uh, game changer okay um where the whole premise is the game show changes every single time okay. so the contestants don't actually know what they're doing <laughs> until they get there and the part of the game is they have to figure out the rules of the game so <laughs> um one was they just had to like make sound effects which was kind of funny with their voice uh one they had to like run around like a block <laughs> oh excuse me <coughs> oh my allergies are awful um, they have to like they had to like run around like their studio block and like try to find sleeper agents by running up to random people and <laughs> reciting like sleeper agent words like um, is the flower blue in March and stuff and that was really funny because there was just people just walking their dogs and stuff and uh, it, it was good stuff and uh, they also do like a bunch of like tabletop role playing game stuff nice um, so I've been just kind of watching that uh, but other than that I haven't really been been watching too much uh i'll probably get back to supernatural soon <laughs> um yeah to be fair i have consumed a lot of youtube media in the past couple weeks as well same i, I don't know why just like uh, that's like kind of what i've been consuming right now it's just kind of like a lot of online stuff mm -hmm. um because we don't have any disney shows to watch right now so like right. usually like that's like my oh we have to talk about loki so we can i can talk about it on the show but like i don't have that so like i don't feel pressured to watch anything well not pressured yeah. but like it's like I don't have to watch anything other than the movie for the podcast. So, uh, yeah. Um, all right. So let's go forward and talk about the news. Uh, like I said, we didn't record last week, so we've got a lot of news. Um, and we've also got a lot of trailers. So let's start off with some movie trailers um, because we got some pretty big ones these last two weeks. We got uh, – well, I'm not going to list them all. Let's just go, let's go through them. So the first one we got – um, which was actually, I think, released two days ago, is the Venom Let There Be Carnage trailer two. Uh, have you had a, Have you had a chance to watch it? I did. Um, what are your thoughts? I think we got we got a more of a look at Carnage this time around. Um, it also seemed to have revealed a little bit more of the story, which we talked about. Tom Hardy actually had a decent amount of uh. uh control of the story this time so i'm i'm interested to see how it goes uh, but what did you think of it i think it looks pretty cool i mean I, i'm excited i i don't really have any knocks against it yet yeah uh i don't know i, I i'm just kind of up in the air about it i guess like i really like the first one so i'm excited about the second one but yeah i normally try to not get my hopes up too high with stuff about superheroes and whatnot yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> I, I totally, totally agree with that. I, 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 I've seen the same comment pop up on this trailer, and, and every time someone talks about Venom, saying it, it seems like such a 2000s-style superhero movie, kind of like the Spider-Man Spider Sam Raimi's, um, okay, which I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm cool with that. Like, I, I liked those superhero movies. It, and I still haven't seen the first one, but this one does look fun. I probably will watch the first one before this one comes out, just so I can watch this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I still think Carnage needs to be more stabby and pointy. <laughs> more of a stabby boy. Yeah, he still looks too organic to me, which is weird. He's a symbiote. He should be mm. look more organic. But I don't know. Whenever I read the comics as a kid, I just always pictured, pictured Carnage as like having like knife hands. Yeah, or like the, the big axes. 
Yeah, exactly. Which we might see. Um, Woody Harrelson like playing a serial killer, Carnage is kind of like really cool though, like really down my alley. I really like Woody Harrelson. I really like yeah. Tom Hardy. Um, yeah, I mean, I like the the chemistry that Venom and Eddie have. I think it'll be. I think it'll be. Fun. So okay, this is off topic, but. If we're talking about Woody Harrelson, I actually found out some fun facts about Woody Harrelson uh, last week. Listening to yeah. another podcast. Did you know Woody Harrelson's father was, like, a hitman? No. Who's in jail for murdering people? No, I did not. Yeah, and uh, people... Uh, he, he's been allegations of involvement in the assassination of John F. Kennedy. Jeez. That's yeah, and pretty then, amazing. And then I guess he almost broke out of, like, super... Supermax prison. Jeez, is he still alive? <laughs> no, he died of a heart attack in 2007. Um, oh, wow. But like, he has like, if you go to his Wikipedia, it goes personal life, then murder, 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 murder. <laughs> Allegations of involvement in the assassination of John F. Kennedy. <laughs> then, then escape attempts. Um, Woody Harrelson is. Uh, I don't know if he's still this way, but he used to like live off the grid, kind of. Yeah. Uh, it was like a, like a hemp farmer. Yeah, which I make sense now that you know is like family has passed. Um, wait, Woody Harrelson's mother is last name is Oswald. What? Like Lee Harvey what? Oswald? <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> All right, okay. <laughs> There's more to this than I think there is. <laughs> Time for a deep dive. Uh, okay, so Woody Harrelson's. <laughs> Possibly, allegedly, family killed JFK. Allegedly, um, allegedly, <laughs> allegedly parodied. Um, but I, I just heard that the other day, and I was just like, that kind of like Woody Harrelson. It is kind of funny that like obviously all those murders stuff not funny, but uh, Woody Harrelson got famous for playing uh for being like one of the main characters in Natural Born Killers, mm-hmm. which is. A movie yeah. about serial killers. Yeah, true. Uh, which it was just it was a weird parallel. Well, yeah, um, I, yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, back to Venom Two. Him playing Carnage. He looks good. I'm probably most excited for him playing Carnage. Um, I think the movie is probably going to be simple. It's probably going to be Eddie versus uh, Woody Harrelson, uh, Cletus. Um, maybe they even like. Okay. Uh, before I go on that rant, um, I like that Cletus Carnage gets his abilities by biting Eddie. Yeah. <laughs> that is a really funny way to get superpowers, is by yeah. biting someone. It's like the opposite of how Spider-Man got superpowers. <laughs> it's asking the question, what if Peter Parker bit a spider? <laughs> <laughs> But it's probably going to be a simple movie. It's probably going to be like, um, they fight a lot. Uh, that uh, Screech uh, lady who is probably going to team up with Carnage for a bit. And then she's probably mm-hmm. going to realize that Carnage is a bad guy because he is a serial killer. And then Eddie, uh, Venom, and uh, Screech are going to beat Carnage. And also seems like there's a, the, the fun thing seems like uh, Eddie and Venom are going to have be having like couples therapy, which is kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they uh, from what I heard on like some commentary or something, they've been together now for like quite some time. OK. Uh, nice. 
like a year or something like that because now his ex is married and whatnot so right you know. and i like that's probably gonna play into it. i it looks good i um yeah I, I don't really have too much more to say about that um that's all i've got to say about that's that. all i've got to say about <laughs> that all right well let's move on to uh another that's not a sequel it is a uh, third movie of this uh franchise uh we finally got a ghostbusters afterlife trailer i think this is the first one i'm pretty certain yeah yeah and this uh, is like not so the one with the uh with uh melissa mccarthy was was not at all related to the canon no story. that was just them trying to make money <laughs> ah okay but this is this is this like one is because it has um what's his race's <laughs> the marshmallow man, famous Paul Rudd in all the Ghostbusters movies. <laughs> oh, um, if, you mean the marshmallow man? My, sure. my, exactly. My favorite fifth Ghostbuster, Paul Rudd. Um, no, it has um, Egon. Those are uh, Egon's yes. kids. Um, ah. Doctor Egon, uh, and yeah, we also, yeah. I do we see Dan Aykroyd in this? We see a picture it, of all of them. Yeah. yeah, and they're actually watching the. Um, the famous New York Ghostbusters ad, which, uh, mm-hmm. do you spy who spooks inspectors? Um, you know who to call. Um, so, yeah, I watched, like, you know how when you're watching YouTube media, yeah, <laughs> it'll be like, here's a, a 15 second trailer instead of a trailer of like before a, your trailer, yeah, yeah, instead of like a two and a half minute trailer. So, that's the one that I watched. Now, I've okay. just silently watched this one, yeah, and, uh, looks pretty good. It, okay. I didn't, it, I didn't realize that it was. Uh, and now I just assume that everybody's just trying to, you know, take old it. shit and make it their own shit and make yeah. a bunch of money off of it. Right. Which they're probably still doing that with this, but it does seem to have more heart. I mean, I think they got Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd. Um, I don't know if Rick Moranis or S- Sigourney Weaver is going to be in it. But they got, like, uh, Ernie Hudson and, like, the original Ghostbusters other than uh, Harold Ramis, who uh, unfortunately passed away. Um, They're, like, in it. And I remember Bill Murray saying that he would never be in a third one unless he liked the script. So there's that. And it seems crazy. It seems out of control. Um, It kind of seems a little bit more action-y than the original Ghostbusters. Because, like, the original Mm -hmm. Ghostbusters, like, are pretty much just straight comedies. Um, yeah. This seems a little bit more action adventure, um, but did you did you ever see the synopsis for the original Ghostbusters movie, written no. by Dan Aykroyd? Um, yeah. It had them going to like hell and meeting aliens and stuff. Huh. Um, so it was really it was so weird that they actually I think someone else in the cast had to convince the studio to do it. Um, and they would like help him help Dan Aykroyd like rewrite the script because it was <laughs> so out there and crazy. Dan Aykroyd, uh, super conspiracy nut, super into aliens and stuff. If you ever yeah. can, can listen to a, an interview with him, it is actually pretty great. Um, yeah, he's a very interesting person. He was he on really the Joe podcast, and it was yeah, it was he really was, interesting. Also, on the last podcast on the left uh, podcast too, uh, they oh, did interviewed awesome. him too. Um, He's out there. But anyway, uh, this seems kind of out there, too. Um, mm-hmm. And I mean, Paul Rudd's in it. If Paul Rudd's in it, I'm probably going to see Sign it. Me up. Yeah, I like I like me Paul Rudd. Let's just say that. True. Paul Rudd is great. He's funny. True. He doesn't age somehow. <laughs> He's 
been 25 for my whole fucking life. Exactly. Uh, the the kid from Stranger Things and it and he's like he's just like the generic kid to put in any like 80s remake movie. Um, what is his name's like Wolf, right? In what? Uh, oh, the Stranger Things Wolf. kid. Yeah, Wolfheart. Finn Wolfheart. Yeah, uh, it's a cool name. I just watched an old ass movie recently, and it had Paul Rudd in it. He just appeared. He doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't. Finn Wolfheart. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, I know. I just I had to read it out loud for me to be like. <laughs> Uh, I want to click on him. I have to see. find this movie because it was so like, it was so not, not was like it crazy. Mac and, was it Mac and Me? No. <laughs> uh. Oh man, I wonder if he was even like credited. What did I see him in? Oh, this Friends. No, I, yeah, I've been watching a lot of Friends. <laughs> I was gonna say you've been watching Friends because I know he's <laughs> in Friends. Uh, watching Ant Man. <laughs> I'm gonna find it. Damn it. Well, so you said it's older, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, he appears in Reno Nine One One a lot. I need to rewatch Reno Nine One One. Definitely older than Anchorman. Uh. Oh, you know what it was? It, no, it was. Uh, was it? Um. It's dude, always dude. Sun. Does he appear as well, But I'm not sure if it was him. Let me see. Yeah, yeah. Quick, to the research machine. <laughs> the, you, I'm sure you would know the episode. It was early on. He was in, he, I forgot he was in, uh, like, Halloween, like, five. Maybe it wasn't him. Um, let me, let, okay, so yeah, there's I'm not, a... I'm not seeing, uh, It's Always Sunny popping up on his IMDb. I'm gonna find out who it was now. It's always okay. sunny. Um, it's when uh, it's when Dennis pretends to be a hippie. Uh, uh, God, now I can't. Okay. He he like Charlie and Frank go to the dump, and uh, Dennis pretends to be a hippie because this dude pissed him off, and then uh, they uh, proceed to. Is it the gang finds a dumpster date baby? No, that's what came up when I typed two. Okay. Yeah. Um. He bangs a dude's girlfriend. Right. Charlie goes to the dump. I feel like a lot. They, he goes to the dump a lot, though. This is the important one. Charlie. Uh. Uh. It keeps going back to this dumpster baby one, but I don't think it is. Uh, it's not flowers for Charlie, right? No, that's that's like flowers <laughs> for Algernon. Yeah, flowers for uh, Charlie is like probably my favorite. It's always so. Oh, it is so good. It's so good. Maybe this is it. Oh my gosh, it is it. I'm is learning. It? His okay. name is Todd Grinnell. Okay, I don't know who that is. Okay, well I'm gonna send you his IMDb page and yeah, I don't even just know. know that in his younger years, he looked like Paul Rudd. <laughs> I can see it. I can see it. Okay, I, I'm looking at pictures of him. Yeah, and okay. and he's really been uh, on a lot of soap operas. It looks like. <laughs> yeah, someone Very actually says thing. like the, the, I guess this is like a lot of people think it looks like Paul Rudd. So yeah, okay, perfect. perfect. Nice, nice. Uh, Paul Rudd, everyone. Um, but yeah, that's the <laughs> Ghostbusters trailer. Um, I, I mean, I'll, I'll see it. 
I like the Ghostbusters franchise. Um, who's directing it? I, I, I don't even know that. Let's it see. It said it in the trailer. I know it did. Uh, it's Jason Reitman. I mean, Dan Aykroyd's writing it, so that's good. Um, he directed Juno. Okay. Um, a lot of TV shows. I don't. I mean, if Dan Aykroyd's writing it, I I'll watch it. Um. So yeah, uh, that's the Ghostbusters Afterlife trailer. Let's move on to a trailer that's incredibly strange that I threw on there because I thought we just talked about two incredibly Hollywood movies. So we're gonna talk about a new A twenty four movie that they're producing called I'm Lamb. So I'm so excited. Have you seen Have you seen this trailer? Yeah, and it's funny because like before I looked at our list of talking points, I yeah. had heard about this but hadn't had the chance to watch the trailer yet. Oh my and god, it, it's so I bizarre. It, like, I heard about like last week or so ago at work from a coworker, and I was like, yeah. oh, that sounds fucking sweet. And yeah. then I forgot to look it up and it was on here and I was like, I'm watching this shit right now and it does look sweet. I'm right. Excited. So uh, for anyone who doesn't know, uh, it, first of all, go check out the trailer. It's... um. The Lamb official trailer. Um, it is being produced by A24. Again, every time we talk about A24, they really, they, they're not the ones making the films, but they sure can pick the right movies to produce. True. Um, uh, Lamb is a very strange film where it revolves, It's on, I think they're speaking Icelandic, um, about an uh, between an Icelandic couple and a human lamb offspring that they raise as a child that they find. Um it looks, yeah. I it looks terrifying. It I looks, think it, looks funny. it looks, it looks so beautiful. good. Uh, someone jokingly said that this is gonna be the A twenty four multiverse, and Black Phillips gonna up here, <laughs> <laughs> and I would be so happy. Um, but no, uh, I, I it looks bizarre. Like truly, I don't even know how to describe this trailer. Like the guy's super happy that he finally has a kid. It seems like there's some conflict, um, with like. His family being like, it's not a kid, it's a lamb. Uh, but it's, it's an a, animal. It's yeah, it's an animal. Yeah. Um, and it looks really abstract too. I know it did come out in Canes, so the Canes Film Festival. It did premiere there, and I heard a lot of really good things from it uh, about it from Canes. Uh, um, so I think I'm gonna add it to like the list of uh, uh, the Green Knight, which is getting insane reviews still right now. The Green Knight's still yeah, doing yeah. so good. Uh, I can't wait for that to go out on streaming so I can yeah. watch it. So now we have Lamb and Pig on the docket. Yeah, and again, Pig, <laughs> I heard Pig is also doing incredibly good. I can't wait. Yeah. It's going to be a, a filling summer. <laughs> Sir, I think there's also like a film called Cow coming out too. Like, I'm not even kidding. Uh, Just, uh, yeah, Cow is a 2021 British documentary film. Um, that also premiered at Cannes. <laughs> this year so uh duck it, <laughs> duck <laughs> i can't wait to see giraffe um but anyway uh, truly bizarre movie i i'm excited for it uh the director i'm not familiar with uh his name is uh valdemir johansson so i that's why i think uh, they're speaking icelandic um but yeah if a24 they did witch Moonlight, uh, Lighthouse. I think they did Pig, uh, Hereditary, Uncut Gems, Uncut Gems. Yeah, pretty much any great film. Um, 
I, I did see someone like some weird discourse on Twitter, which is always stupid discourse happening on Twitter about being like, I don't understand how people can uh, always talk up a 24 so much. They're just a production company. It's not like they're making their own movies. And it's just like, well, they're at least funding the right movies. Right. Like, they let people take the fucking training wheels off. Yeah. They, you need in this kind of world we live in, we, you need to have backers that are willing to give people filmmakers like that the resources to create their movies. And that is, we should be applauding A24 for doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, As I do. We always do. Yeah, we always do. Talk about these yeah, things. because they're always coming out with great stuff. Um, Talking about A24, uh, so, like, that was the Lamb trailer. Everyone, I do recommend checking it out. Uh, I can't tell. I don't even know the tone. Like, is this gonna, is it gonna be a horror film? Is it gonna just be, like, a strange experimental film, a drama? I don't know. It looks great. Um, but let's move on to a film that we have confirmed is going to be a horror film. And I think Jordan Peele in the past has worked with A24. Don't quote me on that. I think I might be wrong. Um, but we got Jordan Peele's new next horror movie has been announced, and it is called Nope. <laughs> Us. Them. Nope. Yeah. Um... <laughs> I I really like Jordan Peele horror films. I will All say that fucking mononym movies. Why? <laughs> Get out us. <laughs> um Well <laughs> All of his movies are great. Like, don't yeah. get me wrong. Yeah. Everything I've seen of his has been great. But it is but a really funny. There's no denying. There's like an absurd amount of mononym films coming out. It really Pig, is. Yes. Lamb. No. Nope. Them. Us. Tusk. <laughs> like, that's just six that I thought of. Yeah. Oh it really God. is. Anyway, it's, it is kind of. No, no. It, you're right. It is like the new trend of just naming your film one word. It's like if the Matrix came out now, it would just be Matrix. Yeah, no the no anything, no like subtext. It is it does make things a bit more like punchy though. Yeah. You know, like it kind of makes it like a definitive statement, I guess. Yeah. Like a bit it's more of like an adjective than it would normally be. Or like you right. could use the word as an adjective, like us. Um, you know, it's just kinda like us. You know, it's just kinda like it's a little bit more punchy, I guess. Right. But this like, one's nope. Nope. You know what this nope. makes me think of? Exploding what? kittens. Yeah. Nope. Yep. Double yep. nope. Oh, <laughs> uh, it just—it's uh, so. Right now, if you look at all the uh, films that uh, Jordan Peele has directed, it goes "Get Out." Us? Nope. It's like it's having a conversation. <laughs> um, I really liked Get Out. I—I I actually really yeah. liked Get Out. I think it's actually one of my top horror films of the last ten years. Um. Yeah, Us was uh, not as good as Get Out, but I thought also pretty damn good. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So even I though it is, oh, oh yes, cast. and uh, oh, there was a lot of comedic parts in uh, Us that was really great, and also like a lot of really terrifying parts. Um, and one of my favorite songs ever. I got five on it. Yeah, <laughs> That's absolutely, it really is. Um, so we don't actually know anything about this film. Um, we have a poster. Uh, we know uh, Daniel Kalua, Kiki Palmer, Steven and Stephen Yoon. Yeah, I was gonna say I know Stephen Yoon's in it. Uh, I just which... watched him get his fucking brains yeah. blown up Walking Dead on that timeline video I was talking about. Hell yeah! Um, but it's just called Nope, and like the poster, uh, it says a new terror from the mind of Academy Award winner Jordan Peele. That doesn't really tell us much. 
but like the poster is like a carnival it looks like or a town in the mountains and then a single cloud with some carnival like like flags attached to it i have no idea what this poster is telling us um no. uh, but it's kind of nope. got me excited <laughs> nope telling you nope nope it, what it makes me think of is like you know how like when someone walks up on something in a scary movie and or in any scary <laughs> just goes, nope. and they're just like nope nope yeah. not yeah. with that i feel like from with this poster it's like this perspective if, if i'm a person <laughs> like if i'm a <laughs> rational person who's not yeah. a fucking horror movie and I walk up on this. That's probably what I'm gonna say. I mean, it <laughs> is the logical thing to say. It's just nope. like no. Nope. And I would just turn around and go back to my campsite. And exactly. Um, which, being a Jordan Peele movie, he does like making fun of those tropes in horror. Uh, like Get Out is like kind of has that vibe to it. Um, it's really pointing out like the like why aren't people just running away? Why aren't people trying to get out? Um, yeah, yeah. So it could be a play on that. I mean, Jordan Peele also. Known for uh, Key and Peel, a comedy, the comedy duo. sketch show, <laughs> yeah, which is really funny still. still. Um, yeah. Also, he I forgot. Uh, Jordan Peel also co-wrote the uh, the new Candyman coming out in uh, I think August, which is I'm excited oh, for. I actually saw the trailer for that on TV. Yeah, it, pretty good. it does. It really does. Uh, the Candyman franchise is pretty great. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm excited for that. Uh, it's not coming out till 2022, which I make that seem like it's farther away than it is it's really not that's crazy um all right and let's move on to kind of the biggest news that there has been in the movie industry in the last two weeks and this kind of really started a domino effect so scarlett johansson sues disney um which is big yeah, uh, Scarlett Johansson is suing Disney over the Black Widow release on Disney Plus. Um, I'm not going to read this entire article, but I've been keeping my eye on this, and it's pretty much that when um, they did Scarlett Johansson's contract, it was originally supposed to be released in the theaters, and she was supposed to get a cut of that money. A lot of actors—that's how they uh, negotiate their contract. And when COVID hit and we, Scarlett Johansson and her management started to realize that it could get released on Disney Plus, they reached out to Disney saying, hey, if you're going to do this, we need to redo the contract. Yeah. They did not. They did not. I'm like um, reading. I was reading this yeah. earlier. I'm kind of like finishing it now. So keep talking. I'm like, yeah. So anyway, uh, Scarlett Johansson is now suing Disney saying, hey, um, because Black Widow did see a decrease in profits after the first week being in theaters, because a lot of people were going to Disney Plus to watch it, um, and Disney has made it so that all the money f- that they got from the Black Widow premiere on Disney Plus does not go to Scarlett Johansson, um, which is shitty. Um, so she's filed a suit against Disney, um, and like I said... Yeah, and then they responded saying that Scarlett Johansson was, like, being irrational. I, let me see if I can find the actual response, because it was kind of... It's on this link you sent at the bottom. Is it? Well, yeah. close. And it's not... There are, are quotes, but it is paraphrasing. Yeah, so... Um, uh, yeah, so this is how Disney responded. Um, this lawsuit is especially sad and distressing in its callous disregard for the hor- horrific and prolonged global effects of the COVID-19 pandemic. 
Um, I think that's really shitty. Like, yeah, you guys are the ones who released the movie. <laughs> first they of really, all, uh, passed the ball to her there. Yeah, yeah. First of all, Disney, you guys were the ones who released the movie. Uh, second of all, Disney and a lot of these corporations. I'm using Disney. I'm targeting Disney here because, uh, first of all, I like targeting Disney. Well, we always do. <laughs> um, but they're the ones currently getting in trouble for this, and th- that's where all the lawsuits are targeted. Um, they have always done this. Where if they can somehow not pay their talent, their artists, their filmmakers and stuff, they won't because they're Disney. You don't really have, like, who's going to go after Disney? Right. Um, Scarlett Johansson is in a very good spot right now because she's done with being Black Widow. She doesn't have to work with Disney again. So she can finally go and target Disney and sue them, which... She should be doing because this could set a precedent for. I, I well, I'm gonna say this. I know there's a, like a more stupid Twitter discourse, Reddit discourse, where people are like, "Oh, just millionaires fighting billionaires," which I get the sentiment. Like Scarlett Johansson, very rich, but yeah. it also people deserve the money for what they did. Yeah, and if Scarlett Johansson, someone who can fight Disney because she is a millionaire, sets a precedent that other people can go after Disney, like the CGI artists, uh, the filmmakers, the best boys, uh, people working on the film who did not get paid for their work, and this is like even a bigger issue because of Disney in the last ten years has also been getting, um, in trouble. Well, not in trouble; they don't actually get punished for this, but has been known for taking star wars extended universes people like authors work and stuff and bring it into their own universe without paying royalties to those authors so huh. yeah so it's this is a very big because yeah good for her yeah um and i said this is a domino effect because now uh who who wasn't cruella is that emma roberts emma stone mm, I, they, I, I, always, I, I always mix them up um I'm gonna just like people was suing. It Hermione Disney. or was it the Spider Man? Spider Man. Uh, Spider Man girl. Um. Oh, Emma Stone. So it was Emma Stone is now uh, in talks about suing Disney about Cruella because they also did the same thing. I know some of the Pixar artists are now talking about because uh, Soul and I think Luca both went to Disney Plus without actually having a theatrical release. They're going after Disney. Um, I know Jared Butler like went after um, like White House is Down or whatever, <laughs> which like came out in 2011. I don't know what that was about, but I know what? that came from this. No, no, no. He's going after another another corporation but i mean disney uh, does own everything so they he could be going after them yeah um yeah. so cool yeah no this is good news this is big Take news the fucking door down get your money exactly exactly um hopefully this this um sets a precedent that other that, that the corporations will pay their employees um like this is like the top tip of the iceberg we are seeing a a-list celebrity going after disney for the money she uh, is owed so hopefully this kind of reveals the rest of the iceberg and shows all the other people that disney is not not uh paying correctly or giving their rights like the star wars thing is really shitty i recommend anyone to read up about it um like a lot of the authors of the star wars extended universe like first of all they told were told like their stuff wasn't canon which is kind of shitty but then like disney has been pulling their ideas 
their characters from their uh, books and novels and sh- I think some of those, some like maybe cartoons and stuff, using them without paying the authors, which is incredibly shitty. Um, it's not, not, this is not new for Disney. They've always done it. They've always not really paid their artists. So um, good for Scarlett Johansson. Good for everyone trying to get the money that they're owed from Disney. Everyone who's defending Disney, are you serious right now? That's all I have to say to you. Um, <laughs> Do you not see what's happening? Yeah, and I just think it's crazy that Disney's response to this was like, she's being really irrational right now. There's a pandemic. It's like, no, shut up. You yeah, you're doing. so I don't... I have like a weird stance on people throwing around that word victim all the time. Right. You know, so like you got to be careful with that. But it seems like that's exactly what just happened here with their response. Sad yeah. and distressing in its callous disregard for the horrific and prolonged global effects of the COVID-19 pandemic. So for me, that says that's that's Disney saying like, hey, you know, we got hurt by the pandemic, too. Right. And, right. And exactly. Yeah, multi-gajillion dollar company that's been around Monopoly. for 150 fucking years. Like, yeah, I'm sure, you know, you, you hurt a little bit when the theaters didn't open. But, like, yeah. this, these people couldn't do their jobs. Like, they yeah. couldn't go to work. Right, they're so, so, like, yeah, Disney trying to kind of play the victim here and be like, but our money, like, you, like, and f- Disney, you opened up your parks, like, three months ago in the right. middle of the pandemic. You have no ground to stand on. Also, I, I hate Twitter so much. I just opened it, and people are like, if Scarlett Johansson's thing takes away money from Disney so they don't make Loki 2, I'm going to be so mad. That's not how that's going to work. Disney has more money than they could ever use. Um, right. and also, they have so many fucking lawyers on retainer and everything, they yeah. don't even have to pay them. Exactly. And, you know, for and pay pay your talent. Pay your artists. Just right. pay people what they're, like, what they're worth and what they're like just god uh, that's also, kind of where i'm at with this like if if you're if you're saying stop taking disney's money like would you do any job ever in your life for free yeah like, yeah um a just, job not volunteer work or helping someone out right a job. it's yeah it's not it's the same argument of oh you're getting like i you i hear um as a filmmaker in a video uh uh editor and everyone who went to art school here is just like oh no uh just take this and you'll get the reputation i'll pass your word around no pay me for my work oh, give me money, give me money. i work i did this can't pay the bills yeah <laughs> I, when i when i can use my reputation to pay my bills then we'll talk but yeah right. pay people um so there's that i uh there's also this kind of like conspiracy going around that it's not even really a conspiracy that uh disney doesn't really okay this is my conspiratorial, conspiratorial brain right now. Okay. There's no way that Disney didn't know this was going to happen. They probably have like like uh, like five hundred million dollars like set aside for this lawsuit that they knew was going to happen. Um, I really don't think Disney wants to release their Disney Plus numbers because they haven't yeah. yet. And if they release their Disney Plus numbers, that can uh, really help with other actors and actresses' contract sure. negotiations. So. It's going to get real spicy real quick with that. Yeah, I mean, if this doesn't go to trial, I'd be willing to bet that uh, Ms. Ms. Johansson may have received just, like, a large sum of money. Yeah. Um, Just to, like, keep it from being, like, a big public thing. Uh, absolutely. 
Um, I just typed in a lawsuit Disney. And there's also 25,000 uh, Disneyland employees uh, suing Disney for not paying them a living wage, which I, I I've heard of like what it like cast members. It sounds like a horror story. Um. Well, anyway, let's I, not. And I so my my reaction there may have some people thinking that I'm like why sue Disney, but no. I'm on the opposite side. Yeah, it's like, why, why not, not to pay your staff. Yeah, pay people a like, living wage. You can afford it. <laughs> like uh, you can afford it twice over. You gotta uh, get. What they're worth. Absolutely, you know? pay people a living wage. That's our that's our stance on this podcast. Pay people what they're worth. Don't you're a multi bajillion gillion god gillion dollar yeah. company. Like you're especially you. You should be held to like a fucking astronomical standard. Right, and you're and the thing is they get away with it. It's the same thing with the whole DMCA law. They pretty much wrote it, so it's uh, like. Uh, this is why we're always angry at Disney for everyone who is always down with us. People are like, why do you hate Disney? It's like every, and every week Disney's like, here's a reason to hate yeah, us. We're the bad guys. Um, <laughs> all right, let's move on to television. Uh, Thank we, goodness. Uh, yes. Uh, we also got a new trailer, uh, some new, uh, well, we got a new trailer for a television series and we got the Dexter new blood trailer. I don't know if I watched that. Maybe I did. No, I uh, did. No, did I? Did we talk really about this short? last week? It was. It's like a minute uh, thirty. I, I did. I did. It's, yeah, 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 yeah. I watched it. I did. Uh, it looks good. It, I mean, it looks like Dexter. He's uh, <laughs> up in a small town in the north because there's a lot of snow. Um, mm-hmm. Oh God, I don't want to play the music. Um, he's kind of like monologuing, you know, because that's what he does. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he does, what Dexter does. He talks to himself a lot in his brain, uh, and we hear it. Uh, he holds knives a lot, and it's shaky. Um, it looks good. Like I, I think we've talked about this a couple times. I, I'm excited to see see it. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll probably watch it. I'm just uh, flicking through it just to reassure myself that I, yeah. did, I did, in fact, watch this. Yes, I, I did. Yeah, it says, uh, okay, um, New Blood was about Dexter living quietly in a small-town America. Uh, oh, wait. I need to read the whole sentence. Okay, fine. If New Blood was about Dexter living quietly in a small town America, it wouldn't be much of a show. Obviously, those dark, old dark urges return with a vengeance. So yeah, that's pretty much what we get in the trailer, is Dexter yeah. living in a small town, and his urges to kill are back. Boy, does that guy like killing. Yeah. Uh, this says he's living in a little town in upstate New York. Why did I think he went to Alaska? I thought he did. I did, but this is saying... I he went to Canada or something. Yeah. Uh, they say, uh, for the first time in eight years, Dexter is back. Michael C. Hall reprises his role from the... Has Michael C. Hall been in anything else? I, I, that's a side comment. The uh, name sounds so familiar for so many other reasons, yeah. but I'm not sure. I'm looking him up right now. Uh, it says he reprises his role from the popular Showtime series in the new De- in the new Dexter New Blood, which premieres on the cable channel this fall. In the first trailer, Dexter has managed to avoid detection for his past activities for a decade. He's living quietly in a little town in upstate New York. Is that where he went? <laughs> I really thought that he went to like Canada. Uh, yeah, I because he was cutting down trees. This is Oregon. Wait, uh, I thought it was Alaska because Alaska is the farthest place you can go from Florida in the United States. So he's been in a few things. 
He directed a, a thing called After Adderall. Ooh, interesting. He voiced Batman in Justice League Gods and Monsters. Nice. I can see and... his voice. He was in Gamer? That, uh, mm-hmm. the, uh with, uh, what, Gerald Butler? Is that Gerald Gerard. Butler? Gerard. Gerard. Gerard, Gerard Butler. Jared. <laughs> Jared. <laughs> called Jared Butler. <laughs> American Gerald Butler. Dexter the Game? That was a thing? What? I guess. Um, okay. Well, uh, I guess he's in upstate New York, which doesn't oh. seem like a good place to hide if you're a serial killer. Honestly, there's a lot of people in New York. Even if you're not in the city. <laughs> he was in Six Feet Under for, like, a long time. I never watched this show, I but I remember either. it being on, like, when I was growing up. And I remember it being not, like popular to me because i was like too young to like give a shit but it won a bunch of emmys and it was on for like four years yeah that's all i know about it too um did you know that uh dexter was a book series no i didn't either i guess a lot of people knew the like knew that because i heard someone talking about it um and i guess in the book it gets supernatural so i'm kind of glad they didn't make it supernatural Even though I still don't like the whole Dexter subplot where there's, like, a secret, like, school for silly serial killers. I thought it was a weird subplot in the show. Uh, <laughs> but I'm glad it didn't make it supernatural. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited for it. Uh, that's coming back in the fall. Um, still can't believe Upstate New York. That just seems wrong to me for some reason. Yeah. Um, all right, uh, moving on. Uh, we have a date for the Lord of the Rings show. Uh, if you guys remember, uh, the last, I think it was either last episode or the episode before we talked about one of the actors saying that he is stuck in a Groundhog Day scenario when he, he never knows when Lord of the Rings will be done filming and he never knows when he's going to be able to leave New Zealand. Um, (laughs) (laughs) so luckily for that guy uh we finally got a release date um lord of the rings tv series sets uh 2022 release date on amazon prime video um good news you don't have to wait a fucking year but filming is wrapped so they can leave at least actors and actresses can leave um i'm glad they get to go home yeah uh release date september 2nd 2022 um this epic new drama brings to screen for the first time J.R. Tolkien's fabled second age of Middle-earth's history. Um, beginning in the time of relative peace, thousands of years before the events of The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings books, the series follows an ensemble cast of characters, both familiar and new. Ooh, familiar. I wonder who's going to be familiar. As they Ooh. confront the long-feared reemergence of evil to Middle-earth. Do you think it's going to be like Tom Bombadil? Mm, I think it's maybe. I don't know. Gadoff? This is Bilbo. Well, it, I oh, saw the name uh, Bilbo. Oh, I was gonna say Bilbo was a hundred. <laughs> his birth, he was uh in the the the, the Lord of the Rings. Uh, it's uh, his one hundred eleventh birthday. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's what the big party was of the Fellowship. I know. <laughs> Duh, I know that. <laughs> Don't tell me. Uh, we also got some first uh, images from the series, um, which you can kind of see an Elven city in the background. Uh, okay, which looks pretty cool. It's just like kind of a concept, concept uh, picture. Which I mean, it's kind of how I expected it to look. So it's not like anything that I'm like, whoa. 
But, um... Did you hear uh, Luke Skywalker is going to be in What If? What? Are you Mark... <laughs> is it Mark <laughs> Hamill or Luke? What? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh. I scrolled down on that article about Lord of the Rings at the bottom. It's like, what if director and head writer reveal what it will take to get a Marvel? Oh, I, I see that too. <laughs> Uh, and that's right next to a Ghostbusters Afterlife Toys Unite the Old Squad. Nice. Oh, man. That's actually uh, really exciting. I'm kind of excited. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Now, almost a year from now, um, a year and a month, we will be having uh, the Lord of the Rings Amazon Prime TV series that they only spent a billion dollars on. We'll be getting those feelings again. Yeah. Maybe. Oh, that might be what I'm most excited for. It's to just hear like what they do with the soundtrack. Yeah, actually, yeah. I wonder who is doing the soundtrack. Um It's probably not What's his face, is it? Peter Jackson? I, Peter Jackson <laughs> didn't do the soundtrack. Um Was it Hans Zimmer who did the Hans? No, it's so. not. It's I not. I think that the Lord of the Rings soundtrack is by a lot of people. Uh, well, it's by a certain person because I listen to his music on uh, Spotify sometime. Because I'm a nerd. Nerd. Uh, it is by... Oh my god, it's gonna drive me crazy. Um, The Prophecy. Uh, Howard Shore. It's Howard Shore. Ah, yes. Mm-hmm. Let's see, it's Howard Shore. A lot of Googling this episode. A lot of research. Yes. Should have done this before. Yes. We never know where our conversations are going. That's true. We can't rely on ourselves to stay on track. I I make a list, and then from that list, we we go everywhere. It's loose. It's loose. We like a loosey-goosey here. Um, I can't access his IMDB for some reason, so I have no idea if he's doing it, but hopefully he is. If not, I mean, the music's probably going to be great. Amazon did throw a billion dollars at it. They didn't actually throw a billion dollars at it, but it's like still like $600 million. Why couldn't you access it? I don't know. It's not opening for me. <laughs> Jeez. Right. Oh, man. <laughs> it says here Howard Shore's last works were in 2018. From his IMDb. Is he dead? Day. No, he's not. Okay. No. I just want to make sure. <laughs> Uh, who is doing the music <laughs> for the uh, not Halo, uh, Amazon Prime Lord of the Rings? Lord, Lord, <laughs> no, I this is just telling me that uh, Howard Shore did the Lord of the Rings soundtrack. I'll oh figure it out. Yeah, I don't maybe that I haven't even announced that Passing yet. Through. Maybe they haven't even done the music yet. <laughs> That's, that's actually a good point too. Maybe they haven't hired anyone. Yeah. Um cast. Here we go. Series producers, casting, production, art direction, set direction. Blah 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 blah. Everyone who's currently blah. yelling at the radio with the answer. Sound oh, I appreciate you. <laughs> yeah, they probably haven't announced it yet. Now that I think about it. I I found the sound department, but it doesn't just say music by anywhere. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll probably find out in a year. Uh, let's move on. Um, so I, I posted, I put this next part in uh, only because he is doing better now. Um, but two weeks ago, Bob Obendurk had a health scare. Um, I think he passed out on the set of Better Call Soul. Better Jeez. Call Sale. Um, yeah, it was also big news. Bob Obendurk, Odenkirk. I don't know why I keep putting a B in his last Odenkirk. name. <laughs> oh, um, 
is absolutely a person who rules, so I am very happy to say that he is doing better now. Um, but yeah, that was kind of big news. I know, like, everyone was holding, like, their breath in when uh, it kind of was announced last week that he passed out and was rushed to the hospital. But um, for anyone who didn't know that, it is good news that he is now doing better. Uh, his son has tweeted out that he is recovering. He's even tweeted out thanking everyone. Um, but my God, uh, I just wanted to talk about Bob Odenkirk right now. Um, if you guys haven't seen like Mr. Show or obviously Breaking Bad or nobody oh, like oh, nobody, he also has, uh, oh man, there's a, he has a comedy duo special with someone. I can't remember. It's, it's probably David Cross. I his, think it he, is. He always works with David Cross. Like, I, I don't think I'm overstating this or, um, being pedantic or anything like Bob Odenkirk and David Cross like literally created what is comedy like for television and like throughout the 2000s like Mr. Show is like the sketch show that made every other sketch show like good mm-hmm. um which I really recommend if you haven't seen Mr. Show go watch it um he also wrote for Saturday Night Live in the 90s, which were some of the best Saturday Night Lives. Um, but I think everyone says that about their Saturday Night Lives. It's like the ones when they were kids are the best. Yeah. Um, he just... It's, it, yeah, so I'm glad he's doing good. I just wanted to bring that up. Um, it, he's not even that old, so it was kind of crazy. Um, I Have you watched any of Better Call Saul? Um, yes and no. I haven't watched it, but I've heard it's really good. Um, yeah, it, it's interesting. It's different. I, my my dad's like all the way caught up with it. I've only watched, I'd say, like the first season and maybe a half. It's, it's pretty interesting. I mean, they yes. do. I mean, a good he job of kind of like tying things together. Was one of the best characters in that show. Probably my favorite character, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, like, yeah. Saul Goodman, awesome. so good. Oh, uh, that character. Um, and the show I was talking about is with Bob and David and it is, uh, it is David Cross. Yeah. Bob and David emerged from the time machine. They entered 16 years ago and are reunited with the cast of Mr. Show. Nice. David Cross also incredibly hilarious. He is mm-hmm. uh, Tobias Funke on uh, Arrested Development. If you don't know who I'm talking about, he blew get a light. <laughs> watch Arrested Development right now. If you haven't, don't know who I'm talking about. Um, he was also, uh, Bob o- Odenkirk was also in Nobody. Which also yeah. ruled. I, I, I talked about that. I haven't on the got sh- the chance to see that yet. So yeah, but I reckon it's good. Um, he was like buffing that. Uh, he was also in I he Think You Should Leave. <laughs> he was nice. in a sketch nice. with I Think You Should Leave, which is... It's the podcast in a row that's come up. Need to watch it's it. such a good sketch show. It's so Need good. <laughs> Everyone needs to watch it. Oh my god. Just for the... So many skits are so good. Uh, yeah, even he his ass off for nobody. Yeah, so I, I hope, watched an interview on like Kimmel or something. I hope but. that didn't cause him to have issues. Um, kind of do because like it is like I I'm not gonna say that it was like obviously probably wasn't. Um, they said it, it they are saying it now it's a small heart attack, but like some actors like destroy their bodies to get into roles, and I'm not saying he did it for nobody, but like look at um Christian, Christian Bale. Bale. Yeah, I was gonna say look <laughs> at Christian Bale. I'm surprised he's Everybody not dead. Everybody talks about Christian Bale. Have you seen that movie? What is it called? The Machinist? Or yeah, he like goes that? from being like a hundred pounds, and then like he beefs up for the next movie. He's like 
250. Yeah, I don't know how his body does it. And it's always sunny in Philadelphia in yeah. real life in like a month. <laughs> right. It's uh like I don't Tom Hardy both are like Tom Hardy is notorious for like yeah putting himself in like particularly sticky situations trying to prepare for roles. Yeah, so it, I'm crazy, and I'm, oh, God. Uh, it's crazy to me that, like, a lot of these actors, which they probably do have health, like, issues. Like, I don't think a human body is supposed to be able to change that fast that often. No, it's not. It's terribly unhealthy. Yeah. Um, it's a huge amount of stress on, like, your insides. Yeah. One of my uh, favorite, like, kind of, like, changes is... Uh, Camille Nanjani going from like a, like the average comedian build to being like the most buff human being ever for the Eternals, <laughs> <laughs> which is funny to watch. Like people from other franchises join the MCU and then them having to get buff. The only person I don't think got incredibly buff for in a Marvel movie is Paul Rudd, <laughs> but Paul Rudd doesn't <laughs> change. Yeah, looking at like Chris Pratt between Guardians of the Galaxy and Parks and Rec is so funny. It really is. Exactly. That's a good one. And then there's Paul Rudd. Who just just Paul Rudd change. all the time. I'm yeah. Paul Rudd all the time. Yeah, just Paul Rudd all the time. <laughs> um, it's always funny in Philadelphia. <laughs> Um, so, uh, I'm glad Bob Odenkirk is doing good. Uh, I know that was like a really terrifying, uh, you're not wrong. Yeah. Hello, Mud and Python. And thank you. Uh, it is always funny. I, I uh, think when, uh, people, comedians get really buff. I do, does that make them less funny is the real question. <laughs> when they get buff? Yeah. Not always. I feel like they might, um... maybe they just become like less, like, can you imagine like Jerry Seinfeld, like really buff? And then trying to do like, I don't know, if you know this, yeah. But Is Jerry really Seinfeld, it, he, dude, he—I don't know if he's like jacked, but he's a very, very fit person. He gets up every day and like goes to the gym and works out all the time. Like he's I did not really know that. Guy. Yeah, comedians and cars getting coffee, man. Yeah. All right. Well, who? Oh, I guess Dave Chappelle also got really buff. I mean, I know of some like really buff, funny people. That is true. I guess my point was making, like, if Jerry Seinfeld, like, came out and was, like, had, like, massive guns and he tried to do, like, what's the deal with, like, air, <laughs> like uh, airline food? Like, would he be less relatable? <laughs> like, what if John Mulaney got buff? <laughs> like, I don't, I don't, Bill I don't know. Packs on, like, Bill 50 Burr. pounds of pure muscle. <laughs> I want, I want buff Bill Burr. Are you kidding me? <laughs> buff Bill Burr would be so... Funny. Same with Buff Mark Marin. <laughs> call Bill Buffer. Bill Buffer. Oh man, Mark Marin just loaded to the fucking gills with roids, just like fucking thrashing around. Oh my gosh. Uh, all right, this is uh, our plea: all comedians get buff, please. Just get fucking jacked. Just get jacked. Next time I see you on stage, I don't want to see you wearing a shirt. A season, sorry, Rip but that buff, shit off. huge, huge, and like oily. Comes just, out just like rips just off like, his shirt. I am here. I want all all comedians to now just be like a Mister Universe competition. No shirt, just six comedians on stage at a time. You get one joke. No shirt. <laughs> we're we're revolutionizing the entertainment industry here on ruining movies. Everyone. What is uh, on 
Vegas stage right yes. now. <laughs> uh, all right, well, let's talk about the last thing. Uh, I thought this last news article was a little, but last thing before we talk about Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, uh, this little uh, tad bit was really funny, and I kind of, I, I just love it. Um, South Park creators, so that's uh, Trey Parker and Matt Stone. Also, I'd like to see both of them buff. Um, uh, are looking to buy Casa Bonita. Uh, yeah, I, was, I was really hoping you know <laughs> uh casa bonita one of my favorite episodes of south park ever um i never i didn't even know it was a real place um but for anyone unfamiliar with that show i mean not the show but the episode uh if you've never heard or of casa south park bonita. <laughs> or casa bonita it is this like mexican restaurant um that it pops up in South Park. Uh, Kyle's parents are taking him and three of his friends to Casa Bonita, uh, Colorado's version of Mexican <laughs> Disneyland. When Kyle chooses to invite Butters over him, Cartman arranges to have Butters go missing. It is a really <laughs> funny episode. But the it's Casa- also in the game. Yes, it is. You can just explore Casa Bonita and do a bunch of stuff. It's awesome. Yes. Um... So anyway, it's like this like theme restaurant where there's like people who like jump off and dive into water. You can get um sofitas, I think those like uh, sugar trees. <laughs> yes, it's cookie cheese, but it's uh Spanish themed. Yeah, and I guess like the food's awful and stuff. Um, yeah. my favorite tad bit is every time that uh episode premieres and it's also in denver which is where uh south park is set and also i think nice. that's where uh trey and matt are from um every time that episode premieres locally casa bonita like has gets like an hour wait to go there um <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway uh that's kind of like how everyone knows casa bonita is from south park i feel like if you're not from denver so it is really cool and really fun to see mm-hmm. that matt and trey are trying to buy it because it went bankrupt um that's awesome. Good for them. Yeah. I, I just thought... <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just think, thought it was a really funny tad bit. I uh, really appreciated it. And I would love to see a Trey Parker and Matt Stone uh, themed restaurant. Um, yeah, I love that show. I also love South Park. It A uh, mm-hmm. big part of me growing up was watching South Park. Um, <laughs> I've never grown up without South Park. <laughs> I've never grown up. Yeah, obviously. Duh. Um, God, I remember like having to like sneak watching South Park because obviously yeah. my parents did not want me watching it. Yeah. Like there was a point, like they didn't want, want me watching the Simpsons. So like South Park Simpsons. Yeah. Um, I remember like, yeah, I used to sneak South Park and like King of the Hill mm-hmm. and family guy, family guy. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> which is something that's actually going to come up in our next segment. Yes. Um, <laughs> don't sound so surprised. <laughs> Thank you for that subscription, Muddy Python. Uh, I appreciate it. Welcome in. Um, next segment. Yeah, sorry, sorry. I was talking to chat. Um, yeah, let's talk about the next segment. Wait, how's this going to be Family Guy? We're talking about Planet's Excellent Adventure. Yeah, I know. You don't have to tell me. All right. Uh, all right. Well, everyone, uh, for who's new to ruining movies, uh, this is the part of the podcast where uh, it's an hour and 30 minutes in and we talk about the movie finally. <laughs> this week, we are talking about Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, the 1989 comedy directed by Stefan Herrick, uh, starring Keanu Reeves, Alex Winter, and George Carlin. Um, comedy classic. Comedy classic. Truly a classic. A movie that has my heart. Um, how does this relate to Family Guy? 
Oh, well, we didn't have to just jump right in like No, that. I need to know and now. I need to know now. I was going to say, uh, I think there's some pretty clear inspiration on certain like parts of the Family Guy soundtrack. Oh. That you could argue have been pulled from the orchestra parts from Bill and Ted. Like, because I, I swear there was at least two parts in this movie where I heard like a you know what I mean? You're not wrong. Like, You're not wrong. Mm -hmm. Um. All right. Okay. I, I'll give that to you. Actually, Thanks um, out there. Yeah. I'll just say sometimes I say crazy shit, but not always. But we you know, <laughs> usually we back it up. Um. So anyway, uh, for anyone who has never seen Bill and Ted's uh excellent adventure. Highly recommend it. Um, it follows... I'm just going to read the synopsis on IMDb right now. They're a little logline. Uh, two seemingly dumb teens set off on a quest to prepare the ultimate historical presentation with the help of a time machine. Um, it is... Bros travel through space-time. <laughs> with George Carlin. <laughs> um, Man, I gotta say, yeah. seeing George Carlin and, and hearing him talk... I... It was like seeing my grandpa again or something. Right? It, it, yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. so awesome and weird and kind of like shaking. That man is such a fucking legend and such George like Carlin a, rules. a um, huge impact on like my my younger years and com comedic influence and stuff. Oh, absolutely. Oh, One of the best comedians of all time. Um, Sorry to interrupt. Carry on. No, there's actually a, there's a fun fact I actually want to uh, find real quick about George Carlin being cast in Bill and Ted's. Um, so in April 2013, Alex Winter, who uh, plays Bill, uh, called casting George Carlin a very happy accident. Uh, they were going after very serious people first, like Sir Sean Connery. So think of uh, <laughs> Sean Connery as Rufus. Uh, okay. And someone had the idea way after we started shooting of George. The whole movie was a happy accident. No one thought it would be ever see the light of day, which is kind of like the general thing, like between all, a lot of trivia with Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. It's like people are like, this is this movie is kind of way out there, which it really is. Um, mm -hmm. We're never gonna get it made. Like Keanu and uh, Alex uh, Winter um, kind of weren't even like that big of stars at that point. Um, like, what was Keanu even in? Like, we all think Keanu now is like the superstar he is, and I know Alex Winters isn't like big of an actor as Keanu, but he also he's like a big director um, of music videos and stuff. But let's see. Um, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure came out in 1989. Before that, he, um, Keanu was in things called like The Prince of Pennsylvania, uh, River's Edge, Young Blood. <laughs> nothing big, nothing. Well, like a bunch of. He was in a bunch of things, but like okay. Teenage Dream, The Magical World of Disney, uh, Act of Vengeance. Nice. Uh, under the influence, babes in Toyland. What the hell is that? Eighteen-year-old uh -oh. <laughs> Keanu. Uh, Kellogg's Cornflakes. He was an MTV <laughs> presenter on MTV. Uh, permanent record. And then we get to Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure in 1989. Um, and then he gets point blank two years later. <laughs> Man. Uh, John Wick. <laughs> we skipped the Matrix straight to John Wick, um, but it, this movie is great. So, like, it was, like this log line it says, it's two dumb teens. We have Bill and Ted. Uh, it is almost summertime. They're in San Dima, California. Uh, they are failing history. It's like they really just play up how dumb they are, and it's so yeah. good. Uh, some of these quotes, um, like. 
when they're asked like who I think it's like George Washington is, and he says like one teeth. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um and so they're failing. Uh Ted's father is gonna send him to military school if they fail history, which they your teacher tells them they have to get an A plus on their report. Um and they try to study, but they keep getting distracted, which they get distracted by one of my favorite gags in the entire trilogy is uh, that um, Bill's dad is dating someone who <laughs> they asked the prom. They went to high school with her. Yeah, so weird. it really oh, is. Dude. <laughs> which isn't funny. Have you ever seen Bogus uh, Journey, the second one? No. So Ted's dad is married to her in that one. <laughs> And then in uh, Bill and Ted Face the Music, uh, Deacon, Ted's brother, younger brother who watches Napoleon in this show, it starts off with him getting married to her. <laughs> Which That's is so funny. Yeah. Yeah, but this line is, remember when she was a senior and we were freshmen? And shut up, Ted. <laughs> um, they get distracted, so they head to Circle K. Um, and that's where we're introduced to Rufus, uh, played by George Carlin. Uh, it, it's like I said, this, this, this story is out there. That's why I love it so much. Uh, little did we all know, uh, little did Bill and Ted know is, uh, so there's also this plot where they're trying to create a band called the wild stallions, which is funny. It's like, they're trying to get Van Halen to join, um, but they have uh-huh, even, like, uh-huh. they don't even know how to play their instruments or anything. Um, it really is great. Um, they find out that. Bill and Ted find out that in the future their music unites all of mankind. <laughs> um, so they get help from Rufus uh, going back in time with a telephone uh, booth to go get famous people throughout history to go to their history report and help them. Um, so we get some fun scenes of them going back to the Napoleonic era, um, accidentally capturing Napoleon, which is probably one of my favorite people in the film. Uh, they go get Billy the Kid, they go get Socrates, or Socrates, which that is also (laughs) one of the funniest fucking jokes, where they're Socrates? (laughs) Yeah, they say Socrates' name right, and then they open the book and read it, and they're like, oh, Socrates. Um, and then they call him Socrates. Yeah, the entire I like time. That, uh, uh, Socrates and Billy end up like becoming bros by the end of the movie. Yeah. Yes. They're, uh, like, they're the only. They're like the dynamic duo of this like whole group of historic people. They're like always together. Billy's always helping them out. Like they yeah. they approach the girls together. <laughs> yes. Oh, uh, in the mall, the mall scene is like my favorite. It's my oh, favorite man. scene of this movie. Um, they also get Freud. Uh. Genghis Khan, Joan of Arc, Abraham Lincoln, Beethoven. They could have uh, gotten Eddie Van Halen. I don't know what they were thinking. Well, that's the best part about <laughs> Bill and Ted is they don't think. Like, that's the great, like, the best thing is, like, this is my case for Bill and Ted, the Bill and Ted trilogy. Bill and Ted are not smart. They are actively mm-hmm. airheads. But they care so much about the things that matter to them. Yep. Like, they might be dumb, but I could understand why the music written by these two guys who just want to make music and just want to be excellent to each other makes yeah. music that unites the world. It's because yeah. they're generally good people. Just because they're not book smarts, or not even street smarts most of the time, they're still just going, doing and their thing. Futuristic time machine antenna with gum. That is true. With gum. 
That was, oh. Honestly, I saw that and I was like, in my mind, that was like, that's pretty smart. That is pretty smart. <laughs> it's also a really funny scene of all the historic people chewing gum, usually, to <laughs> make that. Uh, but anyway, they get all the people. Uh, during this, there's a whole like side thing where uh, uh, Ted's younger brother has to take care of Napoleon because Napoleon uh, was already in the future because he didn't actually get picked up by Bill and Ted. He fell through the portal. Um, and uh, he, he becomes a little piggy because he eats all the ice cream. <laughs> She's a really oh, funny. He's song. like, you ditched Napoleon. And Deacon's like, he's a dick. Yeah. It's so good. So I saw this movie. Again, we're running into these like funny instances where it's like we're watching these older flicks. Yeah. And I'm going into it being like, you know, like 2001 Space Odyssey. I was like, this is rated G. Okay. And then I immediately right. watched a murder occur. And I'm right. like watching this and it's rated PG. And he's like, you killed Ted, you dickweed! Yeah, I was going to say, when, when uh, he thinks that Ted got killed by a knight, he calls him a dickweed, which is so funny. Um, so anyway, they, they get all everyone back. They uh, Ted's going to be sent to uh, military school. Um, and they do the presentation, which is actually like a really heartfelt presentation. It always it makes so me feel cool. something. Yeah. Um, and again, like, back to, like, the influence thing, how, like, yeah. it's clear. So, I I was going to say in the beginning of all this, it's clear to me that this movie has influenced a lot of things. Oh, absolutely. And, I don't, you ever seen the high school reunion part of uh, It's Always Sunny? They all <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that, like, performance that they do yeah. in the end of that, where it's, like, super hype. When I watched that thing by Bill and Ted, I just kept thinking about that. And I was like, I know... That there are other like '80s flicks that right. have tried to like capture the same feeling of like you know a student getting like this all this gratification from their classmates as they yeah. do like, amazing presentation or whatever. But I just couldn't stop thinking about how like if it's always Sonny pulled some inspiration from anything, it'd probably be this sweet ass presentation. I, right. I really think Bill and Ted like did influence a lot because if you think about it, this is uh, 1989. Uh, the '80s were full of like teen high school comedies uh we mm -hmm. have uh, ferris bueller we have uh, the breakfast club um we have all like john kuzak's yeah okay. all these ferris bueller yeah um all these things yeah i did that was the first thing i said oh, all yeah. these adventure films and bill and ted's excellent adventure is is like pulling from all of those but like also making it as ridiculous as possible um, and their own thing all at the same time yeah there's not really another like this like okay so one of my favorite thing about bill and ted's is like we've been doing the last two two or three movies have dealt with time travel in one way or another mm -hmm. um my favorite thing about bill and ted's excellent adventure is they don't even try to describe what time travel is they meet their past selves yeah they don't selves. try to explain it they don't try to like deal with rules fuck the rules like really we're here to have a conversation with they, the other bill and ted. they literally talk to the other bill and ted that's oh. just them from previously um, which is also like really the way, funny. The way they solve their problems. He's like, just remember a key. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So in um in the second one, Bogus Journey. So we get that thing where like Bill and Ted just say something, be like, and then we put the key there, and then, like the key's there. 
the whole uh, climax of Bogus Journey is them fighting an evil guy from the future trying to stop them from happening. I'm stopping for Wild Stallions. And the fight is just the bad guy and him, them just being like, and I put a ray gun behind this rock. And then Bill will be like, and then I remove the, then I like suck gun in the gum in the gun. And like, it's just like, that's the whole fight. And it's so funny. Um, That's awesome. I can't wait to watch. It really, it's it's good. Uh, they go to heaven and hell in Bogus Journey, and they meet Death, which is my favorite I know character. They meet Death. That's like one of the most. I I don't know about the most, but like he's the most. Oh, the character he absolutely I've is most from Bill and Ted. And just so we know, to to context here, this yeah. is my. Okay, so my first time in yeah. conscious memory. I have a bunch right. of cousins that like every time I see them, they're like, "Oh man, you remember when we used to watch Bill and Ted all the time?" Yeah. And I'm like, "Dude, I was like probably like three, <laughs> right?" So not really, but like, so I think I probably watched the first two a shitload of times when I was a kid. Yeah. But like, I don't remember it. But like throughout my conscious memory, Death from the second movie it comes up like he, it, he's so good. Death is like he one just of the comes best up characters. a lot in like popular culture and things like that. I think. Which uh, honestly, if you if you anyone wants to see anything about Bogus Journey, just watch um Bill and Ted uh fight death because they do the whole trope where like if you beat death, um you get to live and they play Twister and Connect Four and Clue and stuff with that and it's really funny. <laughs> um, so yeah, this movie truly is great. It's an hour and a half, which is always a plus. <laughs> I like movies when they're shorter, especially comedic. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I just want to go through some of the quotes because I think the big part of what bill and ted is are the quotes um and how oh, they yeah, talk I was reading through them <laughs> yeah before i get into the quotes though i do want to read this part of trivia uh alex winter claims that he gets two types of letters from teachers positive ones from history teachers for encouraging students to learn about history and negative ones from english teachers for affecting the way students speak <laughs> Which it is hilarious because I was saying bodacious and bogus like a good like couple days after I watched this because they're so fun to say. Bodacious, dude. Yeah. yeah um, it is great. So I'm going to start with my favorite quote, uh, which is Ted saying, Strange things are afoot at the Circle K. <laughs> which yeah, I don't know yeah. why it's so funny, but it's so good. Yep. Um, uh, th- this quote is also good. Um, when, uh, they're in the medieval era trying to rescue the princesses, um, put them in the Iron Maiden and Ted says Iron Maiden and Bill and Ted do, excellent. <laughs> <laughs> and then the evil uh, Duke says execute them and then Bill and Ted bogus. <laughs> I like the, the conversation between, where is it? I saw it on here. Oh yes. Between the police psychiatrist and Sigmund Freud. Yes. I want to know why you claim to be Sigmund Freud. Why do you claim I am not? Why do you keep asking me these questions? Don't Tell me about your mother. I actually like laughed out loud a lot. I think that might've been like, it's I don't know really, about my favorite good. scene, but it was just like the police station scene when, like, the police officer is just getting so fucking frustrated yeah. with the fact that all these people are just like, I'm Abraham Lincoln, I'm Sigmund Freud, and he's just like, why? Why do you keep Right, the whole mall into the police scene is one of the greatest <laughs> scenes from the movie. I love all of the uh, famous uh, historical people in the mall just doing 
wall stuff. Genghis Khan in the sports good sports yep. store sports store just destroying it. Um Beethoven just rocking out with the craziest synth solo ever. Yep. Um Joan I like Arc. that he was the last one to get escorted out too. I was like, all right, yeah, it makes sense. Now that yeah. everyone else is dressed like a historical jerk has been removed, now you look for the loudest one. Yeah. Um, I also oh. love the part when they take Beethoven away and he just Everyone in the room is like, "What the fuck is going on?" And Beethoven, who, if you didn't know, is deaf, deaf, yeah, doesn't even give a shit. Right, exactly. He's like, eh, "Okay." Um, I was like, "That was awesome. They nailed that." This this line is also good. This is after Ted was killed by a medieval soldier, quote unquote, killed. Uh, bogus, heinous, most non triumphant. Ah, Ted, don't be dead, dude. <laughs> Just so good. Um. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was a good ride, man. I I appreciate it, and I should tell you, uh, I told you that I wasn't feeling particularly great the other day. This was yeah. a perfect way. It really is to spend that time. Good, I'm glad. This is. I a was re- about to message you after I watched it too. Yeah, it's a good feel good movie. It's like that's like the perfect feel good movie. Um, yeah, there's really not any negative thing about it. Like it's just two dudes just ex- like doing good at their one thing that like falling into success <laughs> just yep. over and over again and like they never really get down on themselves like they do sometimes but like there's never like a really any dramatic scenes where they're like oh we'll never do it well like there is but like they're just it's so happy and like just be like no we'll do it like yep. we got this um it's just so great uh Keanu Reeves is so funny in it too like I love <laughs> all his hand movements and like his face is just <laughs> like Oh. The way he just like turns his head and looks all fucking confused all the time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I've never seen someone play someone confused as well as Keanu Reeves in this movie. Uh-huh. And Alex Winter playing Bill is so good too. Bill just being this like confident, like dumb guy. He's so confident mm-hmm. in everything he does, and they're so wrong, and it's so good. Um, also, by the end of the movie, uh, like prior to the presentation. Uh, at least Billy, but according to these quotes, I guess Genghis Khan as well are like using his, uh, Bill and Ted terminology. I heard yes. Billy be like bogus at one yes. point. <laughs> yes. Uh, oh God, I just stumbled in the taglines. Uh, so these are the taglines that were on some of the posters. Uh, History is about to be rewritten by two guys who can't spell. Yeah. <laughs> Time flies when you're having fun. Not that not original, but yeah. Party on, dudes. Absolutely. Uh, praise yourself, amigos, for the most triumphant of videos. It's so good. Uh, the funniest comedy in the history of history. It, it's so oh, good. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, this is uh the part of the po- the podcast, everyone, uh, where we ruin the movie with you, wonderful audience's help, uh, by uh, rewriting it in a different genre and making a re- remake, prequel, or sequel. So let's see uh what's going on there, and also the soundtrack. I want before we get it. Before I, while I'm playing these polls, the soundtrack for this movie is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I love the '80s um, music in it. Um, all right. There's a Matrix Four. Yeah, but it's coming out. I think next year. <laughs> do, you, do, do you have Keanu's? Uh... I did. Yes. <laughs> all right. So no one voted. <laughs> oh, good. These are the best ones. So, uh, Shane, if you could roll a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, a ten-sided die for me, please. Uh, yeah, please stand by. I yeah, had you know, just... plan for this, so I'll yeah, be right yeah, back. It's fine. Yeah, just do it. This is why we both uh, the dice. Everyone always have dice. 
My I say this is my dice are not close to me either. Actually, I'm staring at a ten-sided dice, but it's very far away from me. I'm very lazy. Mine are only like four steps away. <laughs> Mine's also four steps away. I'm just not getting up. Get him. Uh, what else is Keanu gonna be in? Uh. John Wick Part four, Chapter Four and Five. God, he's gonna be in, about to have a big year. Is big he's, gonna, he's gonna be in the DC League of Super Pets. What? What is that? I don't know. Uh, Dwayne Johnson's playing that. Crypto, and Kevin Hart's playing Ace. Who's Keanu Reeves playing? The horse. <laughs> so you said a ten, right? D10? Yes, please. Yes, please. Seven. Uh, all right, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. We have to remake Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure as a soap opera. Oh, why we put this one on the list? <laughs> I, I see. I always put the mo. I put random stuff on the list all the time just to see if people will pick it. Uh, I never <laughs> thought people would pick soap opera, but here we are because the dice picked it. Um, so soap opera. So this is we're not remaking it as a movie. We're remaking it as a syndicated television show. Um, probably premiering around 12 p.m. Uh, noon, so when you're eating lunch, or uh, this is your mother's favorite show, or your grandparents' favorite show, um, we have Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, the soap opera. Do I, Before we start, do we want this to be a modern-day soap opera, or do we want it to be a soap opera from the 90s? Or 90s, 80s? 100%. 90s, okay, that's good. Um, Mainly because I know 90s ones. Same. Not, uh, not, I don't know them, but like I know what they look I, I'm like. I'm more familiar with them. Yeah, they were yeah. always on when I was growing up. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, and Bill and Ted actually uh, referenced the one that I watched when I was a kid, which is Days of Our Lives. <laughs> Same. <laughs> which, uh... <laughs> like, Days of Our Lives. That was uh, a little, little secret. <laughs> All we are is dust in the wind. Yes. Yeah, oh my god. They uh yeah, whenever they have to use music, uh what uh what what was it? Uh when they're trying to get the princess's like attention and Bill's like, dude, just lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> Intense. Yeah, it's so good. Oh man. Um oh my god, there's been fourteen uh forty four hundred episodes of Days of Our Lives. Jeez. Well, that's not even true. Okay, there's more than that because one person has been on that many episodes. God, 4,902 episodes is like how long one person's been on it. Wow. That's nuts. Um, All right, soap opera. So Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure is a soap opera. It's set in the 90s. Um, I guess we could pull Alex Winters and Keanu Reeves yet because uh, I think Keanu, if let let's say in this alternative r- timeline, because we are doing a Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, a time travel movie. Um, Keanu Reeves never did Point Break for some reason. <laughs> Instead, he did the Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure soap opera. Um, what what's the story here? What what's What's the super dramatic story that we start with the soap opera? Obviously, we're not writing the entire soap opera, but probably the first story arc. Um, um oh, uh, Bill's dad and yeah. mom just got a divorce a few so, months ago. So, and uh, now Bill's yeah, Missy, dad yeah. is dating again. Oh, yes! 
Yes, okay, so we're going to cover the parts between uh, Bill and Ted's excellent adventure and Bogus Journey, where Bill's dad gets a divorce and Ted's dad starts dating uh, Missy. Okay. Um, and I, I feel like we have to fill in. Maybe this is the summer after. Uh, Bill and Ted bring take back all the historical figures. Um, Wait, they, it's they, a remake, though. Oh, it's a remake. You're right. So, the soap opera so would... Like, we would start, like, you know... In the in the winter before the summer of all this happening, right? And it'd be very dramatic because you know Bill's dad is now starting. I to, see. To okay, Missy. Yes. Okay. I see. I see. I see. Bill and Fantastic. Ted are just trying to like do school shit, trying to like get through the school year. Start the wild the stallions so they can meet Rufus. <laughs> the, the soap opera doesn't include any time travel. True. Just like, it just is Maybe them Rufus going to school. Just like uh, the music teacher. Rufus is just, Rufus just keeps being different characters and just keeps going back to watch Bill and Ted. <laughs> a bunch of it's like uh, yeah. like Michael in a good place. Just like yes. shows up and does different random shit to like influence things. Yes. Oh, we could <laughs> also touched by an angel. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Oh my god! And what we could have is a. Uh, Time assassins keep coming back to stop Bill and Ted. That's the super yeah. dramatic soap opera part where, you know, there has to be deaths and murders. Uh, and Rufus, yeah. The TVA, exactly. The TVA. <laughs> Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure is the first TVA. Um, Rufus has to stop Bill and Ted, who are just trying to go throughout school and start with the Wild Stallions, from all these time bandits from killing them. Um, <laughs> and Bill and Ted's teachers around Bill and Ted keep dying. People they're close to somehow die. It's really dramatic. I really oh, hope yeah. Bill and Ted just don't like are acting the same by Keanu and Bill. Like everyone yeah. else is, me, me and Alex. Uh, they're just everyone else is acting super dramatic, and then just <laughs> Bill and Ted are still just like <laughs> bodacious, dude. Like our first episode would end like looking through a sniper scope at Bill. Yes. Right, and then like the next episode would open. With Rufus just like clubbing that sniper on the back of the head. Absolutely. <laughs> Hell yeah. And then it just keeps going. And then, like, because it's a soap opera, it's going to run forever. Uh, eventually, we get to the Bill and Ted ex excellent adventure storyline. Uh, but each time they go and get a historical figure, it's not like 10 minutes, it's like it's a four episode arc. <laughs> like, <laughs> Billy the Kid is like in a lot more dramatic trouble. Maybe uh -huh. he's about to be hung. Uh -huh. <laughs> they have to save him Napoleon uh, he gets they get taken hostage by Napoleon's army um, <laughs> oh yeah it's gotta be like four to six episodes per historic figure exactly Socrates is supposed to give a philosophy lecture but he gets too <laughs> drunk and passes out now Bill and Ted in ancient Greece have to give the philosophy lecture <laughs> <laughs> wait I want this I know there was a Bill and Ted uh, TV show uh, really I think it was animated. Ah. Um. Oh no, I guess not. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventures. That looks like off-brand Keanu Reeves, though. I don't think it's played by. The <laughs> Let's see. Uh, uh, the time-traveling misadventures of two seemingly dumb teen metalheads destined to save the world with their music. Uh, it has none of the original cast. Ah, uh, I see. It's just off-brand. Oh, wait, no, the princesses are the same. That's weird. Huh. And Dietrich Bader is in it. 
Interesting. I don't but, think I know who that is. Uh, the Drew Carey Show, uh, um, Office Space. Okay, okay. You know, uh, like the, the, the stoner guy from Office Space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who asked the, what would you do if you had a million dollar question? Um, okay. Well, I think that's it. That's it. It goes, obviously, it's still running today from 1990 to 2021. Um, Keanu Reeves, Alex Winter, unfortunately, their careers never take off. They're still on the show. John Wick never <laughs> happens in this universe. <laughs> the Matrix also never happens in this universe. Yeah, sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's it. That's, that's the soap opera. Bill and Ted's, um, most dramatic adventure. It's the name of the show. Boom. <laughs> soap opera root movie the ruined dramatic Stamp. adventures of Bill <laughs> yes and uh, like I feel like it has like the day of the uh, days of our lives like opening opening soundtrack like like just like yeah is that the song you were trying to guess earlier no I still don't know what I'm trying to guess <laughs> um watch it be like some obscure game show that I've been watching um <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, that's the podcast, everyone. Uh, Shane, what are we watching for next week? So I decided to break away from time travel a little bit. Okay. We we have been doing a lot of them. Since you kicked the door in on the old 80s buddy comedies. Hell yeah. I I thought I would stick to it and hit up a good old Richard Pryor, Gene Wilder uh, favorite of mine. See no evil, hear no evil. Okay. Hell Um, yeah. It doesn't have like... I was very hesitant to pick this because it seems to have like not the greatest like ratings and stuff, but I watched this Who when cares? I was a kid and I thought it was fucking funny. And I think that as an adult, I will think it's fucking funny. It's rated <laughs> R. It's like just over an hour and a half long and it's two of the funniest people to like I, ever live. I mean, yeah, honestly, Richard Pryor, Gene Wilder, same level as George yep. Carlin. Absolutely. Did you read the synopsis? Uh, I'll, I'll read it. I'll read it yeah. Dave is deaf and Wally is blind. They witnessed the murder, but it was Dave who was looking at her and Wally who was listening. Oh my god, I'm so excited (laughs) for this film. It sounds so dumb. Hell yeah. (laughs) I don't, who's the, uh, alright. Alright, so, (laughs) I've never even heard of this movie. Alright, next week we are going to be watching uh, See No Evil, Hear No Evil. Um, the Richard Pryor, Gene Wilder, com, buddy cop. They're not cops, right? No, they're okay. just two dudes. Hell yeah, I'm excited. Um, <laughs> and that's it, everyone. That is ruining movies. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, let's do some plugs and then let's get out of here. You bet. Thanks everybody for coming. I'm Shane. You can catch me at Twitch.tv/slash Bring the Shane. Boom uh, boom. That's about it though. All right, uh, and uh, my name is Zach. I actually announced who we were the, in the beginning of the show this time, so you're welcome. Um, you can find me at twitch.tv slash farmgoat. Uh, Shane and I do Dummies Play on Monday, where we play co-op games, uh, and then on Tuesdays, 6 p.m. Eastern, we do Ruining Movies, uh, uh, so there's that. Uh, go to my YouTube, Farmgoat Plays. I've been posting a bunch of videos and content there. Go check that out. Um, I think you might find something you will enjoy. I've been playing indie games like death store and i guess splitgate which splitgate isn't really an indie game but that game has been super addicting um and yeah that's it i hope you guys like this uh if you're watching this on youtube you can also find all these episodes on spotify and other places you can find podcasts other than uh apple music but who uses apple music um yeah and that's it so as bill and ted would say everyone be excellent to each other 
Party on, dudes. I was really hoping you got that. All right, bye, everyone. <laughs> we'll see you guys bye. next week. Bye.